Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, normally, we cover a lot of the weekend news on the Sunday edition of the show, but yesterday was my youngest daughter's first birthday, and so seeing as to how it was actually a sunny day, and there was no choking smoke, we actually had a chance to do her birthday party, so no show yesterday. That means today we could talk about all the weekend news. And we're also going to get your feedback on whatever you'd like to talk about here today. Obviously, this past weekend, we had the first two nights of the G1. What did you think of the first two nights of the G1? What was your favorite match? What was good? What was bad? There was actually nothing bad. But whatever you'd like to talk about in terms of the G1, you're welcome to today. We have also got the SmackDown ratings from Saturday night. Blew off the rose, under 2 million viewers for that show. I thought the first hour of that show was rotten. Second hour was a little bit better, but that's that's low praise given how bad the first hour was. But we'll talk about the ratings for that show. And we've also got the lineup for Raw tonight, which is absolutely baffling. Absolutely baffling. And I'm saying that as somebody who thinks the show is normally baffling, but this is like a new level of baffling. We'll give you that. We've also got the lineup for the NXT show on Wednesday. It's exactly it's exactly what I told you was going to happen. Announced no competitors for the world title eliminator match on national television. And then just announced one person a day on social media. That's what they've done. So we're going to go over everybody that we know so far. And then we'll take phone calls, emails, and text messages. If you'd like to text us here today, we'll start with texts. 425-780-7566. Or you can email me, brian at wrestlingobserver.com. I'm at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Mike is at Sempervivi. And my watch is having trouble hearing me, but I'll deal with that when we get back from the break. Back in a moment. Observer Live. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? 
Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky. You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5560 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5560. Enjoy! Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Football, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get your bets down. There's only one five-star sports book, and that's BetUS.com. Why, you ask? BetUS is the pioneer in online betting. With more than 25 years in the biz, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, entertainment, and all kinds of crazy prop bets and futures. Call today, 1-800-MY-BETUS. That's 1-800-MY-BETUS, and they'll walk you through getting started. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Again, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, I don't know what's going on. It says he's connected, but he's not. So, muting his channels. What's that, Mike? Yeah, welcome to live radio. Mike's got no audio here. I wonder if he's plugged his mic in. He appears to be able to hear me, but I can't hear him. Mike, when you can hear us, let me know. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna barrel on through here. All right. So first off, I gotta I gotta do a, a quick plug here. We talk every day about the mightier 1090 AM Sports Byline Twitch.tv slash F4W Video. I'm gonna make this quick. So last week, somebody said I've been watching the Twitch feed, and all of a sudden, there's just a commercial airing in the middle of the show. What's going on here? I was baffled. I asked the folks. They were baffled, Tony, etc. 
So then yesterday I got an email from somebody with a link to this and that. So in the last week or so, there is apparently this new thing on Twitch where if you are not a subscriber to a channel, if you're watching for free, you are going to have ads randomly play during the show. Completely out of our hands. There's nothing that we can do about it. And, I mean, the, the only way to avoid it is to subscribe to the channel. So, as I've mentioned a thousand times, if you have if you have Amazon Prime, which I know a lot of people have during the pandemic, Amazon Prime comes with a free subscription to any Twitch channel. Now, they call it a subscription, but you have to renew it every month. So, it's not really a subscription. But So, every month, you can use your Amazon Prime. After you do it the first time, you just click one button every month, and you're back subscribed again. So, if you have Prime and you're not using it for any other Twitch channel, and these ads are popping in in the middle of the show, go up to twitch.tv slash f4wvideo, hit the subscribe button, and there's instructions on how to use your Amazon Prime account and basically get a free subscription to the Twitch channel. So if I hear anything else about this, I'll let everybody know, but apparently it's a new thing over the last week or so. So if it's bothering you and you've got Prime, that is the easy way to solve that problem. All right, so tonight on Raw, we have got two matches announced for the show with Clash of Champions implications. One of them, believe it or not, a rematch from this week's Raw. We got Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee in a non-title match. Of course, they did the match last week, and what happened? Retribution ran in. A great finish to that match. And so, I don't know if there's going to be a follow-up to Retribution running in. I mean, we had the Hurt Business go down and go after Retribution, but we don't even know what happened there. I mean, did they get them? Did they attack them? Did they get beat up? Maybe we'll find out tonight. But anyway, they're doing that match again, Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee. And the match, it says here, so I'm a little bit confused. According to this, it's the same stipulation. If Lee beats McIntyre and Randy Orton is not able to wrestle at the pay-per-view, Lee will take Orton's place and challenge for the title. Now, this week at an Observer Radio, Dave said that if Keith Lee wins and Randy Orton can make it to the pay-per-view, then it's a three-way. Maybe that's the case, but that's not what's here. I guess I'll go up to WWE.com and find out if they've updated it but it, it it says here it's the same stipulation as last week which would mean that if lee won he only got a title shot if randy orton could make it to the pay-per-view but one way or the other we've also got and this is a great one here a number one contenders three-way for the tag team titles okay a number one contender three-way for the tag team titles here are the three teams Seth Rollins and Murphy, who, unless I missed like 10 shows, Seth Rollins turned on Murphy and beat him up and left him for dead on last week's show. Now they're in a number one contenders match for the tag titles. The second team is Andrade and Angel Garza, who in fact broke up on last week's show. And the third team because apparently we don't have any tag teams, is for the first time ever, Umberto Carrillo, who dropped off the face of the earth and was losing on main event, 
he will be teaming with Dominic Mysterio in the three-way where the winning team gets a shot at the tag team titles. I am not making this up. Also scheduled for the show tonight is Daba Kato versus Braun Strowman at Raw Underground. But the last time that Shane McMahon advertised a match for Raw Underground, that match didn't happen. So we'll find out if Braun Strowman actually faces Daba Kato on the show tonight. That is your Raw lineup. Mike seems to be frantically waving his arms. Are you there, Mike? Am I here? Oh, there he goes. Oh, what what did you do wrong? (laughs) It didn't just magically start working. So, like, what happened? I I don't know. It magically started working on Saturday night when whatever happened on the technical side of things figured itself out. And Filthy and I were actually able to start doing our post-UFC show extravaganza in Man Festival. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. It was fantastic. So what button did you push to all of a sudden get back on the air here? I was your no mic idea. unplugged? No, my mic was not unplugged. This analog usually three thing. Oh, that again? That is. I have no idea. I don't know why it does it, Brian. It's your box, okay? Oh, like I designed it? You're blaming me? We'll have a lot to talk about in the next couple of days, Mike. Don't you worry. Why are we even talking about any of this nonsense when we could be talking about the greatness that is New Japan? Well, we'll get G1 we'll get to the G one in the moment, but I got I got big breaking news here. For real? Such as the overnight viewership for SmackDown on Fox, one point nine five four million viewers. It opened one point nine two two million and actually grew to one point nine eight six million. Point three in the 18-34 demo. Topped all network television. Point five in the 18-49, which is which is average for the show. Although that is down 16.7% from last week. In terms of total viewers, the first hour SmackDown third in its time slot. Second hour finished second in its time slot. Of course, it was, it was going head-to-head with, like, nothing but reruns. This first hour of SmackDown... Not going to waste everyone's time here. I, I just wanted made known how much I absolutely hated the first hour of that show. <laughs> it was so awful. Absolutely atrocious programming. This show, like, the show's been better for the last couple of weeks, but it, honest to God, is buoyed by two things. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman and this Bailey-Sasha storyline. And we got a Sasha interview in the second hour, which... I mean, compared to the rest of the show, it was like one of the great interviews in the history of professional wrestling. The Simone Street fight was a lot of fun. I like what they're doing with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. But, I mean, outside of that, my God, the show is just appalling. That first hour, I mean, I don't even know how that first hour did 1.922 million viewers or whatever. Like, how? But anyway, there you go. So if you want to talk about SmackDown, you're welcome to, but I'm going to spend some time on it. I'm going to give it some TLC this afternoon with Filthy Tom Lawler, only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. Has there ever been a time where an entire hour has gotten Geek of the Week on that show? Dude, the first hour should just get, like, I should just play Geek of the Week for an hour straight. So bad. And also, the final bit of news here, and then we'll get your feedback, G1, etc., in the next segment. So we now have four participants 
NXT Gauntlet Eliminator for the title shot at Finn Balor at the TakeOver that came out of nowhere that's taking place in two weeks. We have got Kushida, Kyle O'Reilly, Cameron Grimes, and Timothy Thatcher. Awesome on so, paper. <laughs> we got one more name. I don't know who it's going to be, but, I mean, taking that name out, I mean, it's going to be in the main event of TakeOver. Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher, Kushida, Kyle O'Reilly, or Cameron Grimes. Mm. I'm thinking maybe the fifth man might be the winner and challenge for the title, but I don't know who that man is. But all of those matches with two-week build, Finn Balor versus Kushida, Kyle O'Reilly, Cameron Grimes, or Timothy Thatcher? I don't know. Back hey, in a moment. You... Sorry, Mike. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-807-1981 800-807-1981 that's 800-807-1981 this is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499 Again, that's 800-516-2499 Paid for by Final Expense Direct Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications If you take Viagra or Cialis we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. 
Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Did, in fact, tweet out information on how to use your Amazon Prime account to subscribe to Twitch. And hey, if you subscribe, not this Sunday. Actually, it is this Sunday, isn't it? WWE pay-per-view this coming Sunday? I believe so. I think it is this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, myself and Vinny will be up after the show with our usual live uh, post-pay-per-view recap for all of our Twitch homies. You also get wacky videos during the break. we got a bunch of old Youth Wrestling Federation videos that have been dropped off at Admin Tony's house. They're going to be digitized and put into the commercials, the commercial slots here for subscribers, twitch.tv slash F4W video. Just like that video there, Kill That Mole. There's all sorts of great stuff. Don't miss out, everybody. Are we going to see anybody in these videos that, like, their life peaked at 16 years old or whatever age it was? Me, probably. All right, so looking at night one and night two of the G1. Upon further review, I've reviewed this, these shows twice now. This will be three. Uh-huh. The best two matches, I think, by a country mile. Ishii and Suzuki on night one and the Naito-Tanahashi match on night two. The Abushi Okada match was was very good, but it was not at the level of those other two, I thought. I had somebody on the board that, like, they were so outraged. They, they, they could not believe how in the world, how in the world, they said, was, what was it? Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. not the best match of the tournament, in our opinion. Well, because it wasn't. <laughs> at all. Like, the work was good, but... In my universe, and we all have our own universe of opinions, in my universe, that match was not in the same universe as the Naito Tanahashi match or the Ishii Suzuki match. So that's the answer to that question there. Mike, your thoughts on on any of these battles? Yeah, I don't know if Zack Sabre Jr. and, and Evil was the best one. It may have been the most satisfying for a lot of people, who did not enjoy the short title reign of evil and have not enjoyed his his turn in his team with Dick Togo. And in fact, I thought, other than the finish, Jay White, who does the evil role uh, alongside Gato a lot better than evil and Dick Togo do that role, I think, you know, seeing them back and being as slimy as ever, I thought was a very welcome uh, addition back to the programming and I thought that match was really good although because of the ending being what it was I can see people not liking it but I thought Abushi and Okada I'll give it the slight edge over Minoru Suzuki and Ishii although I think the most universal thing that comes out of Okada matches anymore is he is not at the level he was and that's not really got anything to do with you know, an indictment on him falling off or anything like that. It's just he's in a position right now where 
he hasn't been having the same type of feeling and the same type of matches that he was having, you know, a year or two ago. He just he's just not as well as the fact that that Cobra clutch universally is not working for him right now. And I don't know how he modifies it or how they fix that, but it's not something that's really, you know, pointing out. Adam points it out constantly when we do our show. You pointed it out with Vinny. And it's true. A lot of people have pointed that out on the next night. Tanahashi turning back time and having a damn near half hour epic uh, with Tetsuya Naito was incredible. He is remarkable. And that match kicked into levels as you watch it. At the point he hits the high five flow to outside the ring. From that point on, it ratchets up. It ratchets up another point after that again. Just an incredible match. And Maybe the the match of the G1 so far, I definitely think it is, and arguably, I think one of the matches of the year. Fantastic match. This person here says, I know you hated the Bullet Club shenanigans in the evil Zack Sabre Jr. match, but I really loved Zack's babyface performance in that match he fought like a hero. He did. There were a lot of great things about that match until the shenanigans. But Zack Sabre Jr. fighting like a hero was not as good as Tanahashi and Naito having a match of the year candidate, or Ishii and Suzuki beating the absolute hell out of each other and having the greatest finish that I've seen in, I believe, all of 2020 so far. Ishii goes for that big brain buster. Suzuki turns it into a small package but jumps right up. And even though he has the man in position for his gotch pile driver, he cannot help but spin around again anyway <laughs> and then hit the gotch pile driver which she sold by doing a headstand in slow motion and then crumpling to his demise. That match was the greatest. And anything that Brian said right there that sounded like it came off as comedy, no, it came off as No, it sport. came off as awesome. Exactly. It came across as awesome sport, and it was just a really great finish. And, you know, on night two, not to, to do the ESPN 30 for 30 announcer thing, but... What if I told you that Juice Robinson and Yoshihashi went 16 minutes and you could have wanted more? Dude, that I watched that match and it's like eight minutes in because the, the Will Ospreay match on the first night only went about eight minutes. So I'm watching Juice Robinson and about eight minutes in, he's doing all of his big moves and I thought, ah, man, going to the finish show race. It'll be like an eight, nine minute match. Then they went like 10 more minutes afterwards. And it was good. G1's not too bad. Tell you what, though. If there was uh, in-game betting, uh, the same way there is in fight sports and other things, that probably was a sign that the next match between Sonata and Toru Yano was going to have some sort of wackiness to it. And that's the one that went six minutes, and it was a very Yano match where, you know, who knows, maybe this is a story of Sonata – you know, everybody usually, every year there's some stories to be told inside of this thing, and usually somebody gets off, somebody who's a favorite or somebody who could possibly win gets off to a rough start, and that might be the case with Sonata as he lost in comedic stylings to uh, Toro Yano on night number one. First says, I love how New Japan turned their G1 tournament into 19 takeover caliber shows. Six match format is perfect. One young Lions match, five solid around Robin matches. Time flies by. Well, this is... This is, in fact, one of those things where a horrible global pandemic occurred and people had to make a bunch of changes. And some of those changes, hopefully, we see forever. 
And one of them is this. They they normally on the G1, you've got the block matches. And then the undercard, they do a bunch of six-man matches, people from the other block, etc. Well, they decided here that because of COVID, we are going to keep the blocks separate. So, if it's A block night, you will not see anybody from B block working that show. They're sequestered away. On on B block night, the A block is sequestered away. So this was done because of COVID, and it actually makes the shows better. Now, some people like, you know, we love long... Dude, there's going to be so many G1 shows. It's totally fine to do six matches in two and a half hours, and you move on your merry way. This is a big plus. This is, in a lot of ways, I hope this sticks around, and then you could have almost like wild card matches if you ever wanted to build the shows back out to seven or eight more matches. But I hope the... And it's, look... A lot of the stuff that takes place in the undercard six and eight man and, and the tag matches and all that stuff, I mean, it matters. It matters as far as the stories go and all that sort of stuff. But I am willing to sacrifice some of that for these shorter shows and maybe incorporating more stuff in the interviews because, like, one thing New Japan does, it's like all other pro wrestling promotions, but one thing I think a lot of fans forget about because they're only watching the matches in some cases is what takes place during the interview segments, and there's a lot of really great ones. Number one, Zack Sabre Jr. is incredibly entertaining. Juice is incredibly entertaining. Now that he's back, he cut a really great one on Yoshihashi, but they've been doing this whole thing with Ibushi and Tanahashi that kind of falls you know, under the, you know, the radar of most people just because they're not following the minutia of things. And I think as New Japan continues to pick up more and produces more things in English, I think that's okay to utilize that. Fans of, of nowadays are, are used to that. New Japan fans are used to that. So limiting the cards somewhat and then actually making sure the interviews some take on some more shine and maybe take on some more prevalence and that's how you build you know to to matches i think that would actually be a, a much better thing to focus on because these short shows are great this person wants to know if suzuki and ishii are capable of having bad matches no they're not they literally cannot have bad no. matches they're they're it's certainly not everybody in wrestling but i have seen in my lifetime people that absolutely cannot have a bad match and they are among them. I don't think that Tanahashi can have a bad match. Not I don't think Okada can have a bad match. He can have an average match. We have seen that. He is capable of having an average match. Everybody is. I don't think he's capable of having a bad match. Minoru Suzuki, look, I've, Minoru Suzuki's been in some stinkers, and we just we choose to forget about him, and it's easy to forget about him because these guys are so great, and they are at the point in their careers where their charisma is such and their presence is such that they're just when they walk out, if people are immediately they're happy with it and no matter what the match is not going to suck just because of who is involved in it it's it's literally that simple and this person says what is okada thinking first the king of pro wrestling title and now this cobra clutch and submission has made his matches less enjoyable for me i hey, need those rainmakers. look people have jumped on him in the past for wearing the long johns his hair color all of that sort of stuff remember that the balloon all that. Look, Okada does what Okada does, and everything will work out just fine. Let the man go. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Black, 
football, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get your bets down. There's only one five-star sports book, and that's BetUS.com. Why, you ask? BetUS is the pioneer in online betting. With more than 25 years in the biz, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, entertainment, and all kinds of crazy prop bets and futures. Call today, 1-800-MY-BETTIS. That's 1-800-MY-BETTIS, and they'll walk you through getting started. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass face for $19.99, plus shipping and handling. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone, and enter the secret code 3000. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. With fresh flowers, guaranteed delivery, and unique vases and accessories that mom will love, Pro Flowers has everything you need to get your Mother's Day shopping done for all the moms you know. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. Just pick a delivery date and it's guaranteed or your money back 100 colorful blooms sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days starting at 19.99 and will include a free glass vase order now because mother's day is this sunday and this incredible special expires this friday the only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 3000 that's proflowers.com secret code 3000 have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So if you want to call, phone lines are open. 844 913 2727. That is 844 913 2727. And I got to do some investigations here because I hear a lot of stuff all the time. Uh-oh. But I'm not going to just go with it till I find out if it's the case. So let me do that. And while I'm doing that, we'll go to our main man here, Dagan, who is on the line. You're on the air. What's going on? 
Hey, Brian and Mike. Shout out to the Twitch homies. Uh, I wanted to continue the New Japan discussion here for a bit. Uh, my buddy had an interesting idea about possibly the two inner or, or inner faction feuding going on between Bullet Club, um, where maybe it might come to Dick Togo and Evil facing off with some of the guys against uh, Jay White and his kind of uh, faction. I don't know if that's a, a direction that they might go um, here, and maybe we'll get some indication with some of the G1 matches, like with Kenta versus uh, Evil. Uh, what do you guys think of that, possibly, of maybe a breakdown happening in the Bullet Club? Go for it, Mike. Well, yeah, while you continue to, to research this, uh, Adam Summers, who I do the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare with, we cover a lot of New Japan wrestling, and he has theorized for a long time that if the pandemic didn't hit, we would have saw, seen Evil leave uh, Bullet Club but or, or leave LIJ, but not necessarily go with Bullet Club, form his own faction. That's maybe where Dick Togo could have come into the mix and have him kind of equally brush up against Jay White, who would have been basically in the position that he's in right now. And... I don't know if that would have been the case or not. It would seemingly make a lot more sense than Evil just switching over to the Bullet Club where he really seems completely out of whack and out of tune and not focused on as much, you know, as he would have been being the leader of his own kind of weirdo faction and maybe pulling some people over like Ibushi from LIJ that Adam has thought about. So I continue to see that as the way to go is whether evil goes back to being a, a quote unquote good guy or remains a heel. He has got to get out of bullet club. And I think him brushing up with Jay white as generational rivals here. Uh, that makes a lot more sense to me uh, than kind of what they're doing right now. And I think it'll be far more effective for evil because he's just going to, as we've seen so far and granted, this has been without crowds, uh, you know, he's just not shined in his matches in this role, and he's not at that level yet that a lot of other guys are. All right, so two things. First off, unless Dave knows something that I don't, which does happen. happen. Last Monday, it says, this is from WWE.com today. Last Monday, Keith Lee was on the verge of earning a potential WWE Championship opportunity in his battle against Drew McIntyre. Retribution made their presence felt. By the way, this author, Bobby Melock, I mean, he may not be long for the world because he did not refer to them as the group that calls themselves Retribution. The Limitless One's championship dreams are not dashed. Lee will get another crack at McIntyre Monday on Raw if he can defeat the champion and Randy Orton is still unable to compete on September 27th at Clash of Champions. Lee will challenge for the WWE title. What? So it says nothing about... If he wins and Randy can compete, it will be a three-way. Oh, no, so, Brian. Is this what's going to happen where Lee gets the win tonight and then at Clash of Champions, it's Lee because we haven't heard from Randy Orton and it's Lee and Drew and then Randy comes out, RKO's in both, and that's how we go out. And still, technically in their world, you didn't hurt Keith Lee because he didn't lose. Well, you could do that, but the reason I think they're not going to, and actually this might be an argument that they will, is that's that's Roman's gimmick. So, <laughs> we've never stopped him before. Now, the other thing that I got to mention, because in fact, it is true that we have the fifth man for the gauntlet match. Viscera? No, it is not Viscera. It is Able. Bronson Reed. Yeah. So, 
Finn Balor versus Bronson Reed, or Finn Balor versus Kushida, or Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly, or Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher, or Finn Balor versus Cameron Grimes is going to be the main event of an out-of-nowhere takeover in two weeks. Now listen, this match, this gauntlet, should be great, and Finn Balor versus any of these guys should be great, but what? Yeah. Bronson Reed shouldn't even be in this thing, man. He and he definitely. What are you talking winning. about? They've done great things with Bronson Whoa, Reed lately, brother. You are doing a two-week build to a show that realistically put a fifth with all those other workers you have there. Put a fifth worker in and have it be a title defense. Because with Bronson Reed, I want that to be special. They have not screwed him up really much at all, and they've done a good with the entrance now. They have renamed him. He went from Thick Boy to the Abominable. What the hell is his new name now? The, uh, God, what, what is it flash across there with the new entrance? What's his new nickname, Brian? The Brontosaurus? The, it's not, no, it's not the Brontosaurus. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, Colossal? The Colossal. Regardless, the fact is they're doing a good job, and they have made these baby steps, and they have not screwed it up. There's been no banana peel. Don't have him lose uh, to me i don't know uh, to me a two-week build for this isn't enough it's, it's a waste it's a hot shot and it doesn't need to be done and if he loses what do you have there i to me it's there is no reason he should be in this match i on two weeks notice give me finn and thatcher on two weeks notice give me finn and o'reilly and tell a different story with o'reilly since you seem to be angling him maybe to a good guy side of things or, or you know whatever to me, do something like that as opposed to taking the one big superstar that you have that may be able to be a little bit obviously different than what you have and make him special on Wednesday nights. I don't think this is the way to do it, but we'll see. Honolulu, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, uh, what? Hello, Switch homies. What is, what is your? Uh, what do you think are the chances for Zack Sabre Jr. to win B Block? Because like all of his his matches are against, like, really tough competitors. And uh, also, I'm in this Twitter argument with this one Sasha fan. Do you think that she's a better wrestler than Chris Jericho or not? Sasha? Dude, you can never yeah. win with a Sasha fan. So just say. Dude, this is why you just get off of Twitter, bro. Get off Twitter. She's the greatest actress in The Mandalorian ever. Just always, you, you're not going to be able to win. The hive's going to get you. Just It's going to be Sasha all day for you. Don't do it. Just, just acquiesce. And walk away. No, Sasha is not better than Chris Jericho. Oh, Sasha, Sasha is is an excellent wrestler. She's the you know the thing about Sasha that it always drives me crazy. And if you don't like it, too bad. It's my opinions. Get out of here. Listen to a different show. Her delivery is always heelish, yes. even when she's a babyface. Natural heel. She did a babyface promo on SmackDown, which in a lot of ways I loved. But in a lot of ways, I also was watching it thinking, dude, this is a heel versus heel program right now. Like She's talking about we're going to take over the brand together. She's, she is reminding us of all of the terrible things that her and Bailey did together. But she's mad that Bailey turned on her. It's like, so you're still the same Sasha. You're just mad at Bailey. So, I mean, I know that, you know, people are going to see this as babyface versus heel but so far it's a heel versus heel program one heel was wronged by another heel 
and she's really angry about it. Ivan Koloff and the Iron Sheik. I don't know what it is, but anyway. Kamala and Bundy. Talk about more of that this afternoon. Let's look at the let's look at some of the text messages. I've actually have not read one text message today. Those were all emails that I went into earlier. This person here says Wikipedia li- lists three men's tag teams on Raw. We have the Street Profits, who are the current tag team champions. They're friends still. We have the Viking Raiders, although Ivar is injured. Mm-hmm. And we have the Hurt Business. They like each other. Yes. So that's your tag team division. And, and, and people argue that you should not merge the men's tag team titles. On what planet do we not just need one set of tag team champions going between both shows for the three available tag teams combined on Raw and SmackDown? They should do this with all of their championships if they had any sense whatsoever. They should have one singles title on each show that makes it separate, like a U.S. and IC title, just so somebody's got something to fight for. But everything else should be co-brand. There's no doubt about that. But the Hurt Business... What is the official tag team of the Hurt Business? Would it be now Shelton and Cedric? Because that's the thing there. They're not even a tag team. They're a unit. They're a group. They're a stable. They're a family. They're whatever you want to call them. But they are not a tag team. There's no tag team specialist. Lashley's the U.S. champion. MVP does his thing. Cedric's been feuding with Ricochet. So where's the tag team here? That's how much of a mess they are. But this is historical. They have not cared about tag teams. Bischoff didn't care about tag teams in WCW when they had that stupid tournament, which I think was ended with what Windyman and Henning, whereas Malenko and Saturn and Round Robin and this and that. There is not a value for whatever reason when you get to the height of a company that is put on tag team wrestling, even though there are a lot of us that look at it as main event caliber wrestling when the story's right, because anything's a main event if the story is right. So. I don't know why they don't care about it or don't like it. If you're going to get rid of it all, get rid of it, fine. But the whole thing where everybody's a feuding tag team is just the craps. And to have only one or two other tag teams other than that is ridiculous. And the women's tag team division, you have enough women in the company. You don't have enough of them stable as you know to have as teams. Only have one of those, which they do. And really, frankly, be done with those belts if you're not going to form any tag teams. This person here says, Bullet Club are heels. Of course you're annoyed by shenanigans. Kenta himself said he's not there to give you a good match. I'm well aware of that, bro. But you know what? If your gimmick is that you're not there to have a good match, you're there to win, and your match is not as good as other people who are having good matches with no shenanigans, then no, I'm not going to think that that's a better match than other matches. That's it. I fully understand what the Bullet Club is. I know the gimmick. I know Kenta's gimmick. But if you go out there and your gimmick is to walk and talk and not entertain the people and do shenanigans to win, then you can't get upset when people say that somebody else has a better match. And that's part of the gimmick, too, when they say that. Remember it was like Jay White where everybody's walking out of the building? Nobody was walking out of the building. It was part of the gimmick, and Kenta's part of that, too. But... It's just a trope that they've used that has been overdone, and it's the thing that has killed evil. Because at least when with Finn Balor or with AJ Styles or with Kenny Omega or any time that they did a big thing where the Bullet Club, people were clamoring afterwards that they need to break up, this is overdone, screw it, it's over. It never is. It never has been. But with evil, it stands out that you need that crowd response. You need that call and response. You need those people to be pissed off. And it was really stark when it wasn't. 
and it really shows that they rely on that so much, and it stands out in this COVID era that they need to change that. They need to change that in their ref pumps. They're not, and they're somehow, some way, going to die on it, and maybe Evil's the first one to do so. We'll see. This person here says, I just wanted to say, Shii and Suzuki are great men. That is all. Have a nice day, Brian. Thank you. Good text. I'm sure he meant you too, Mike. Yeah, bastard. Maybe he didn't because he didn't mention you. Punk. This person here says, how about Dominic and Seth win after they simultaneously create a new team that hates each other? The baby faces. That's what they is. Baby ass faces. Why do you sometimes say you record from San Francisco when we always see you in the studio in Ballard? Ballard? I'm not in Ballard. I'm in Bothell. But the show airs from the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco. East Block here, baby. Back in a moment. Observer Live. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey. Want a drink? No, thanks. I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721-855-715-5721-855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? 
Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I got to show Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, did Vince really forget that he had set his mind to push Bianca Belair and Peyton? Did he just give up on them already? I read it in the newsletter and just chuckled. Well, we'll see. Belair is a damn star. I just go ahead. I don't know how anyone can defend that bizarre triple threat tag match on Raw. It is an illogical mess. Yeah, welcome to Raw. How horrible was that hour one of SmackDown, this person says. From that Ms. Morrison segment to Alexa Bliss's talk show and everything Lacey Evans did, I was watching this show 1 a.m. at midnight. I was watching the show 1 a.m. at midnight. I don't know what that means. But he fell asleep twice. Probably fell asleep writing this... Email, it looks like. Thank God for the second hour that saved the show. <laughs> this person may have an ambient problem. <laughs> second hour was a lot better. What happened to SmackDown? It lost over 300,000 viewers from last week. That's a steep decline on Fox. Probably that first hour. Dude, I swear to God, I, I if this weren't my job, I was done with that show about 45 minutes in, but I had to keep watching. And thankfully, I kept watching because it got better. But dude, it takes a takes a really powerful fan of professional wrestling to get through that first hour of SmackDown. God bless you if you're not paid to do this and you got through that first hour. Mm. That's impressive. But hey, we're out of time. Hopefully Raw's better tonight. We'll find out what's going on. I never know until the show's over, and most of the time when it's over, I still don't know. But we'll talk about it tomorrow here, everybody. And that's it. I want to thank Mike as always, callers and listeners, everybody at Sports Byline, the mightier 1090 AM, our Twitch homies. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live.